And one thing that I notice frequently is that people lose sight of the humans when they're looking at the numbers. And what I mean by that is, as a marketer, my question is, when your revenue is coming from this place or that place, okay, so how much revenue is coming from your existing customers? Are you marketing to them to cultivate them and keep them as your customers? How much of it is coming from new customers? What's the cost of acquisition for that? Because anytime you're looking at, we want X, Y, Z in revenue growth or in profitability, there are human beings making that decision about whether you're going to hit those. And those are your existing customers and your prospective customers. And it's actually not uncommon as we start deep diving revenue and where it's going to come from for CEOs and COOs and CFOs to have deep pauses in that conversation because there's stuff that they literally haven't thought about before because they're looking at it operationally or financially and not from a communications and marketing perspective. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. I'm Dacia. And I'm Daisy. Now, today we're talking... How well can a fractional CMO really get to know your business? And Daisy, you're the one that in the brainstorming grabbed onto this one. And I thought it was so smart because we hear this come up frequently in conversations because sometimes it's not whether or not someone should hire a fractional CMO, but they're thinking, should I hire a fractional or outsourced or should I hire an internal person, a marketing manager or a doer or a senior leader. Um, and so the comparison is in-house versus outsourced. So there's a lot of fear when it comes to the term outsourced, because in people's minds, there's something significant they're sacrificing by going with an outsourced CMO rather than hiring full-time in-house. And I'd like to bust that myth today, mm. because while there are always going to be some trade-offs, they're usually not what people think they are. And there are actually some significant advantages to hiring an outsourced CMO, and I'd like to cover those today. I agree, and I think, you know, connected with the fear, I always wonder if there's a hidden assumption that people think, oh, an in-house person is gonna care more right? Like even emotionally. And I think we're going to bust that too, because the definition of care and why people care and how they align with, you know, like their personal reasons for why a company would be successful. I think we're going to get to the bottom of that too, because I think it misleads people from time to time. There's certainly an, an aspect of it that people think of as loyalty or commitment. So how committed is an outsourced person and what are they committed to? Are they committed to your company, to your brand, to your success? Is it more about what they're getting out of it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I heard somebody the other day talk about, um, and this was just so poignant for me, the difference between loyalty versus performance and which one are you actually looking for? And I was like, ooh, let's go. Okay, so I'm going to kick it over to you. Where do we start with this? When we're thinking about how well can we get a fractional CMO or how well should and can a fractional CMO get to know your business? You know, what's one of the first things on your list where we're going to bust the myth about, hey, we can go really deep? Sure. So I think a lot of companies think that their business is more complicated than it really is. Mm. They're like, we're, we're a niche industry and we work with a lot of niche companies, like yes. very specific, highly specialized companies. And yet, they're not as special or unique as they think they are. And it's actually their commonalities with other organizations that make their CMO effective 
in marketing for their business. So first of all, having that fresh set of eyes coming from outside and looking at your business and saying, actually, I've worked with 10 different businesses that have commonalities with what you do, and that's one of the strengths. Rather than assuming that, well, nobody can understand our business unless they're here 40 hours a week, deep diving, embedding themselves and engrossing themselves in the specialization of what we do. You know, that's such a great point because nuance and details is not often the key to marketing success, right? And so, you know, you have somebody just getting, just drowning in and this, and this, and this, and all of these additional details. But the truth of the matter is the key is saying, where is the impact on the business going to come from? What truly matters what is the market capable of receiving? And a fractional CMO has to get to those answers as quickly as possible in order to start driving impact as quickly as possible. And sometimes I would argue that that need to put the details and the nuances aside in the very beginning actually can drive impact much, much faster because the clarity is there exactly like what you said. And we see so often that companies are in love with their own details. <laughs> and it shows up as selling features and overwhelming their customer base with information that they can't even absorb or take in. So having somebody say, who cares? Yeah. Like, and not in a dismissive way, but literally, who cares about this detail? Who is it? And if it's only you, only your internal team, you don't talk about it in marketing. Absolutely. And <laughs> I was just going to throw another thing out about the specificity and, you know, the niche of these type of companies. Your fractional CMO better be smart. Like, yes. I mean, you are typically hiring an extremely smart person that's very well versed in getting up to speed in very complex environments, complex and layered communication strategies. It's not. It's not our first rodeo right. on detailed things. No, one thing that you just said that I immediately go to also is when you said, who cares? I think that's the other one about how well can you get to know a customer's business, your market. I have found time and time again that there is a big difference between understanding the market versus the human beings that make or break success. So here's the thing about a CMO or fractional CMO understanding your business is commonly buyer personas are not documented. The human beings that make decisions, that decide to pay you, that decide to refer you, there is no documentation around this. And guess what? Without documentation, there is no decision-making criteria. But oftentimes what happens when you hire a full-time person is you onboard them. And so then they're saying, who's your market? And then you are telling them. So all of a sudden, you're automatically potentially communicating your blind spots, your hidden assumptions, and you don't necessarily know with specificity who your market is, but a fractional CMO will clarify that for you and challenge you on that one. So I think that's a dangerous point is internal person and they're asking questions. Well, who do we sell to? Okay, tell me about them. But a fractional CMO has to take the lead and clarify that. They do. One of the benefits of working with an outsourced CMO is that they are going to proactively onboard themselves. They're familiar with coming into new environments, figuring out what the right thing to do is. Also, they're coming into that engagement with the understanding that you're not responsible for their success. They're responsible for your success. So they're going to be 
getting up to speed very fast. That first six months, you are not onboarding them and helping them figure out where they fit in your organization. From their perspective, they're not worried about, does the, do I fit in within this organization like a full-time employee would? How do I figure out the office politics? And all of the other questions that may be plaguing someone who's uprooted their whole life to become a full-time employee with your organization with all the risks that entails. And Outsource CMO is focused on how fast can I get your results? That is so well said because that goes right back to that emotion of I want somebody to care. But you're right, fractional CMO, we care about success, about driving impact, about what happens. And typically those first couple of months with new clients, there's some challenging conversations. They're not necessarily high friction or high conflict, but it's busting assumptions, you know, really challenging. Is this really where we need to put our impact or our focus? Is this really what the market cares about? But a new person, you're exactly right, trying to acclimate, trying to fit in, trying to be like, oh, okay, I'm reflecting back to you what you want to hear. That's not the job of fractional CMO to be liked. It's to drive important significance performance. And the good news is that fractional CMOs usually are likable because they're communicators, <laughs> right? That's right. They, under, they understand what's going on in the room and in other people's brains. So it's not like it's hard to have them integrate with the team at all. Yeah. It's a skill set that just comes with the territory. And there's less fear that they're going to say the wrong thing. Absolutely. So then for me, it leads straight into the message. What is the message that the company needs to communicate to the market? And messaging is not just about a tagline, right? You know, it's not just about the differentiators. I mean, it's this whole scope of messaging, traveling across long B2B sales cycles, as well as the details of when to communicate different things in a buyer's journey. And so messaging, I think, is a really important key. And this is really where fractional CMO can and does frequently shine, is by documenting what the market cares about and who the market really is, and then listening with critical thinking and with active ears to say, okay, I can match those differentiators to the market, this is extremely high value and frequently we find the issues around messaging and that you might have been struggling with for sometimes years can be resolved in a couple months and that can be scaled once it's documented. So I think the messaging is again, one of those you know considerations where if you hire a full-time employee, it's your job to give them the company messaging. You hire a fractional CMO, it's their job to clarify, sharpen, and hone that messaging for greater scalability and impact. It is, and it's also very helpful to have someone who is sitting outside of your organization to listen and reflect back to you, this is how you actually sound. Yeah. This is how someone outside of your organization hears you. Here's what we can see. Is this the truth about your brand? And if not, what are the misconceptions that you're accidentally creating within your market? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so when we're talking about, you know, knowing the market, knowing the message, knowing the company, for me, this is strategy, documentation, components of strategy. So then you have to go, okay, well, what do we do with this strategy, right? And so then you start to roll into tactics. Now, we're not going to get into marketing planning today because we've done so much on marketing plans. But I would say now we're starting to go, okay, how do we allocate resources? 
How do we assign budget, assign you know attention, time, and how do you manage that? And I think a fractional CMO has a lot more clarity around highest and best use of internal employees, existing external resources, leadership's time, their own time, where they can be very structured in, okay, what do we have that we can allocate to these different initiatives and how do we prioritize that and bring proactive recommendations, not just say, what do you, business leader, boss, want me to do first, right? And I think there's one of the big differences um, also is taking an active iron sharpens iron approach to this is where I believe we should put our resources and that's what a fractional CMO will do. A fractional CMO has to be really wise about how they use their time. They don't have 40 hours a week where things can get muddy and gray in terms of what they should be focusing on. They're going to be laser focused on strategy and what's the best way to execute on that strategy. They're also usually familiar with working with multiple marketing teams and freelancers and third-party marketing agencies to get the most out of each of those types of engagement. So it becomes very clear where time should be spent and where resources should be allocated when you're working with an outsourced CMO who's accustomed to juggling all of those factors. Yeah, absolutely. So of course, if we're talking about resources, now we do need to talk about the numbers, right? So this is one of the other key places where a fractional CMO can bring so much value and probably know your business way better than an internal person. Because if you're sharing your P&L, if you're sharing really critical numbers that are indicators of your success and how you see success, this is frequently not a place that you are commonly sharing information with a full-time person. So this has been a really exciting evolution in our relationships with our clients over the last couple years to just continue to go deeper and deeper inside of revenue strategy, profit versus net profit versus gross revenue, and you know, understanding how a client sees their business and then really aligning the KPIs with that. And I think there's just some critical thinking and critical questions that an experienced person across a wide range of companies and company um, you know, client interactions can bring to the table in order to clarify those metrics. And one thing that I notice frequently is that people lose sight of the humans when they're looking at the numbers. And what I mean by that is, as a marketer, my question is, when your revenue is coming from this place or that place, okay, so how much revenue is coming from your existing customers? Are you marketing to them to cultivate them and keep them as your customers? How much of it is coming from new customers? What's the cost of acquisition for that? Because anytime you're looking at, we want X, Y, Z in revenue growth or in profitability, there are human beings making that decision about whether you're going to hit those. And those are your existing customers and your prospective customers. So if you haven't wrapped your head around the realities of what it's going to take to get that many yeses from that many people in order to grow your revenue, you're gonna have some really serious blind spots. And it's actually not uncommon as we start deep diving revenue and where it's going to come from for CEOs and COOs and CFOs to have deep pauses in that conversation because there's stuff that they literally haven't thought about before because they're looking at it operationally or financially and not from a communications and marketing perspective. Yeah, absolutely. In a truly great fractional CMO that has C-level experience and C-level thinking, we understand P&L management. 
right? But the thing about marketers, and I think universities do a disservice here, is that we frequently see there has been no intentional training on how to translate marketing metrics into the language of business, which is finance, right? Okay, what does an impression mean to us and how do you translate that into financial impact in achieving company goals? And those conversations are doable, but you have to have somebody that is very comfortable and well-versed in the metrics on both sides and really being able to guide a leadership team, their peers, through that conversation. And you're right, advocate for the communication strategy without abdicating responsibility on what does this show and how is it reflected in the numbers? And I don't, you know, I question if somebody's always been in-house, where are they going to get that training, right? right? So, you know, I mean, I think it's it's not saying, oh, an in-house person never would. It's what's their background? Where would they have learned that? And this just can inform people on the right conversations to have when they're walking through, you know, who's the right person to help me achieve my goals, increase my profitability, scalability, accelerate my revenue, whatever their, you know, their target is. And that actually brings up another really good point. Where do a lot of full-time CMOs come from? Ooh, they yeah. were promoted from being a marketing manager, being a marketing director, but at what point were they brought into the executive conversations? Or how much of it is a title change because they've done really good at doing the things that they're doing, yeah. but they haven't necessarily had that mentorship and that education around moving into a full C-level position. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. And, you know, each of us have different backgrounds, but the corporate experience um, informs the entrepreneur experience for some of us, which informs the consulting side of what we've done or the marketing manager side of what we've done. So I think that's a really good point is just understanding where people come from. But, you know, that's that's excellent because we have seen a whole bunch of people, you know, like just slap on that title. <laughs> so I'm not going to chase that rabbit. But I think understanding, you know, what a fractional CMO is supposed to bring to the table is a real game changer also for people making great decisions for their companies. One thing that you'll want to look for if you're investigating the possibility of a fractional CMO is what level of conversation are they able to have with you? So if they are not asking the questions about your revenue streams, about your profitability of your different types of revenue, about your business model, and about how you plan to grow not just financially and through customer acquisition, but also operationally, they're not asking all of the questions that a true chief marketing officer should ask. Absolutely. And then the final thing I want to bring up on this topic is that a fractional CMO is going to drive deliberate maturity through your marketing, your communication strategy, and your growth strategy, right? So you come in, you strengthen the strategy, you document the things, right? You clean up optimization, you kill the things that are wasting budget and time and attention. But then when things are working, when a system has been built, which is what a fractional CMO should be doing, then we all are starting to think about well, where do we go next, like very proactively. And so as an example, so often people will try to keep marketing over in this tiny little corner, but really marketing has such a great point of view on what's happening in the market and where can added value come from. And also we're still talking about 
communication strategy, right? So for as an example, it can be strategies around aspirational and future buyers. It can be strategies around internal customers, culture, talent, attraction, talent acquisition. It can be about working with HR. It can be working around investors. It can be innovation and how do you actually change operationally in order to drive more value and resilience. So there's just so many more places that a fractional CMO will be pulling from their personal experience and their training and their learning, <laughs> right? In order to go, hey, there's some additional opportunities where I can drive value for you, for your customers, for your business. I think anytime you're having any kind of strategy conversation that involves an audience that needs to be persuaded and engaged in some way, you need to bring in your best marketing people. And yeah. to your point, is that your shareholders? Is it your investors? Is it a potential strategic partner? Is it your talent acquisition strategy? These are all conversations where having someone at the table who understands how to get inside the mind and heart of an audience and engage them in a deeper conversation and help them move toward a good decision, you wanna take full advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. And just to round that out, I mean, you've brought this up before, um, but you know, prompting clients to say, hey, you know, assign a rock if you're an EOS, you know, on EOS as an example, assign a rock to your CMO or multiple ones or have them in those meetings or those components, but bring that marketing voice into those crucial conversations in order to see what's possible and how do you communicate that to the people that will make or break your success. Absolutely. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining in. If you've got any questions, post them in the comments, hit us up on LinkedIn or any of your favorite social media platforms. And as always, thank you so much for subscribing. We would love to hear you and your thoughts and comments for future topics on Word and Upward. Mm -hmm.